Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey. Uh, I'm Kat. That's Misha. She's grown some facial hair. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, those who listen to my show know that Misha pursued her music career. And it's, like, awesome because she has the voice of an angel, truly. So uh, we're super excited slash extremely nervous to be here. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Um, and this is Marcella, not, not Misha, BC does. Uh, let's do this, right? Hey there. Uh, hey, hey. I'm Marcello. Uh, I am a local therapist here and deeply honored to be the first male. Yeah. yeah. I, I typically have a, a no dick role, but, you know, sometimes got to make exceptions. All right. <laughs> cool. So we're going to do a classic segment, Slay or Nay, where we talk about our lives and where we're making progress and where we're not making progresses. But yeah, goals. Let's let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's do yeah. it. All right. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Let's yeah, do okay. it. <laughs> uh, so I guess I don't know. If this is Slayorne. It's a little bit of both. But, <laughs> uh, goal of being more vulnerable and authentic in my daily life um, with my friends, with my family, with with everyone. Um, which ultimately just means being my authentic self, saying what I think on a regular basis and owning all the parts of my identity in a real way. And uh, it's been a journey. Uh, and sometimes I'm good at it. Other times I'm uh, not as good. <laughs> all right, cool. Slay on the way. I yeah. like it. I like yeah. it. We're, I think we're all, we're all like trying to be more vulnerable. So that's like pretty real. All right. On the level of like vulner, not really vulnerability, but I think that like I since like the end of season two, I've been working to be a uh, care carefree black girl, um, which is it t- it takes a it's a lot harder than you would think it would be because you know society judging you at every turn. So anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> I got do I got a aspiring carefree black girl out there in the crowd? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I think like one of my huge things like being like doing like going into the corporate world is having this like severe anxiety for when I have a new hairstyle or if I have my natural hair and going into that workplace and wait like Building the questions like, you grew your hair out, or, oh, like, you cut your hair. And it's like, no, I mean, like, do you know that these are two different textures? The weave I had last week is completely different from my coily natural hair. <laughs> and I, I feel like perhaps you know that, but you don't understand that quite yet. Um, and, so, <laughs> and so just, like, I'm striving to, like, not give a fuck about the questions people ask me about my hair um, and not live by the structure that, like, live by the work structure that I was, like, taught to live by, which is nine to five, working for the man, that whole, like, make money type thing. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I'm just, like, aspiring to be happy. So that's, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that a slay because I am actually genuinely happy, and uh, I've given up on giving fucks, so I feel, I feel great. Yes. Yeah. 
definitely. Fuck all the fucks, yeah. I love that. <laughs> oh, so another, speaking of giving no fucks, um, I think another definite sway for me has been owning all the different intersectionalities of my identity. Because I sit between so many different places and I also like a lot of things that are unexpected and present in ways that people don't really see. Uh, I'm a first-generation American. Um, both of my parents are from the Caribbean. Uh, I'm Latino. I am queer. Um, I am a complete nerd. I watch anime. I, <laughs> I um, you know, am in love with anything sci-fi. I also, as a queer male, present pretty uh, masculine, I guess, the social contract of whatever the fuck that <laughs> means. But, <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, sometimes I'm perceived as hyper-masculine as well. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a struggle. It was a struggle for a while trying to fit into queer spaces or any space generally and trying to figure out where white spaces, it didn't matter. Just trying to fit into a space and, and understanding that, like, I sat in a weird spot. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck, it's a weird fit again when you sit, like, I can connect to each of you in different ways, but fuck, do you not understand my experience? Right. All right. Ooh. So uh, I don't know if that's a slayer. I think that's a, a nay on society. Right? <laughs> yeah. Kinda. Kinda. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of one of those moments. <laughs> um, and I think that, like, my final thing, and basically the theme of uh, season two, and that has encompassed my whole world in my life, it's mental mental health. And uh, not being depressed and all that great stuff. And I am uh, I don't know, I'm glad to say, like, I feel super dope. We're lowering my, like, antidepressants. Me and my therapists are making mad progress. So slay. Fuck depression. <laughs> you can go suck it. Uh, yeah, man. So since Mar- Mar- as Marcelo brought up, we, we fall between a lot of different identities. Yeah. So, like, y'all who know me or have heard the show, I am a queer woman uh, who I, I, one would put a African, like, my dad is West African, Sierra Leonean, and my mom's Black American, so uh, I also grew up on the south side of Chicago, so I'm hood as fuck, as you can, like, obviously tell. Uh, but no, seriously, I, this don't <laughs> don't let this speech fool you. We can go outside right now. Like, let's go. <laughs> um, and so, like, falling under these different identities, and essentially, like, growing up on the South Side and only knowing Black people until I went to undergrad, I did not know what the real world was like until I went to college. And man, it's scary out there. So uh, I think that, like. Something that we want to talk about today is being in these spaces and just like surviving in these spaces and thriving as well. So I think that like, Mar- so Marcelo and I, we party a lot. We like to yeah get, get lit, down. yeah <laughs> lit AF. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he'll like text me. I'll be like at our mutual friend's house. He'll text me. He's like, "Oh, I'm walking over now." It's like it's nighttime. Why a scary world out there? Why would you? Why would you want to walk by yourself? 
Um, and I was like, oh yeah, because like you're a dude and you don't think about those things. And, <laughs> and so we just like kind of started talking about safety. And like when I'm walking by myself, I'm like keys between my fingers, looking, turning around, like ready to scream or like I'm on the phone with someone saying like if you hear a disturbance call 911 immediately like <laughs> this is this is not a drill um and just like yeah being fucking afraid of <laughs> all the things that go bump in the night and I just I you okay like you know a very female problem uh I, I don't really need to say more because, like, y'all know. Y'all know what's up. But Marcelo, he worries about far different things. I didn't even know yeah. that he had worries. I just thought <laughs> he was, like, walking, not giving fucks, but, like, apparently not. Yeah, I mean, um, you would assume so. Um, but, no, there's a couple of fucks given. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucks uh, to take into mind. <laughs> yeah, just because, you know, I think walking outside of your home – at any time when you're a male of color, particularly a male of color who is black, um, there are worries. There are worries every time I step out of my door. Am I going to come back home? Is somebody going to look at me the wrong way? Or, you know, is there going to be an officer who has a bad day? And I think those thoughts create kind of a hypervigilance for me when I walk outside the door. So when I'm looking around, I'm looking honestly, to make sure there isn't, like, uh, it's going to sound really bad, but, like, a white woman walking in front of me, like, just because I'm, like, uh, she sees me, and she's thinking, oh, she's probably thinking, oh, this black guy, mind you, I'm not even interested right. in what you're serving. <laughs> but, you know, in my mind, it, it, it's there, and thinking about walking outside and, like, that situation, thinking about walking outside. I mean, even the other day, I was at the store and I had an interaction with the police officer. I was just like, wow, that could have gone really left. Mind you, it was, uh, I was at Best Buy, uh, <laughs> buying a new uh, Galaxy Note 8. Nice phone. Yeah. Good phone. <laughs> uh, and uh, while I'm waiting in line to buy that expensive-ass phone, uh, there is... <laughs> A in uniform police officer who just like gets in line and, and mind you there's a couple things there's commotion at the store there's an alarm going off and then like all of a sudden he decides to just pick something up and stand behind me me being the hyper vigilant person that I am because of my identity I was like why are you behind me and I just asked him like whoa you're standing really close why are you behind me he decides to lose it he's like I am allowed to buy shit aren't I allowed to buy shit like what the fuck's wrong you know I'm like oh fuck here we go <laughs> Luckily, the, the guy working at the store recognized the bullshit and the fuckery. And it was like, hey, come over here. We got your phone ready for you. And, um, but, I mean, even in those instances, there's those moments of thinking, like, oh, shit. Like, there's safety issues that I'm worried about, even if I'm going in the store, right? Because I am this uh, beast identity that the world tries to portray of black men. And, you know, I am a super predator in the eyes of, of all these other people, when I'm walking around in my neighborhood and we're in Chicago and I live in a predominantly white neighborhood and I, I look at people and I see them looking at me as if I don't belong here and I'm in a queer neighborhood that you would expect would be accepting, but it's not. Real talk, man. That, yeah. I, well, I think that like we should definitely like transition into thinking about like what does it mean to like navigate? Cause both of us live in predominantly white neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I feel like a different level of comfort when I'm like with my white spouse who's like co-signing like, oh, this black girl's okay, don't worry about her, um, versus like walking around my neighborhood by myself. Like, if it's just me, like if I'm with my dog, she's just tiny and adorable and everyone loves her and just gawks at her, they're it's annoying, actually. Um, and, and, like, but, like, she is, like, a protectant for me, like, a, this armor for me. Because when you, when you see her, they're just like, this lady can't be mean. Her dog is too cute. You know? Like, it, or, like, my, her, she's hand-in-hand hand with this white dude. Like, there's, like, she's probably a-okay. And I, you know, like, I don't get, like, walks. I think people generally are friendly because, like, I dress, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how I dress. I don't, I don't whatever. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, like, people see me around and I'm, like, one of three black women. And I, all three of us have natural hair, so maybe they mix us up and think I'm the other one. I don't know their lives. <laughs> But it's like, <laughs> like the struggle is real. But as long as all three of us are nice, we're not gonna have any problems, I guess. Um, and I <laughs> and working in like white spaces has just been such like beyond the anxiety of the hair, like just like oh this giant hair or ordeal because you know variety doesn't exist in life. Um, I just feel like. <laughs> I, I just feel, like, so genuinely uncomfortable because, like, my, everyone was just so white at my last job. Like, they were talking about the Kardashians so much. And I just, like, well, why? Can we talk about Queen Sugar or <laughs> anything that, like, Shonda Rhimes is behind? I just, I just can't relate. I don't understand you. You're a different culture from me. Um... And it just like makes me, and it makes me feel like so isolated and just so hard to make friends because it's like I just don't relate to you on any level. And it's like I'm a woman saying this whose best friend is this white dude. And if I'm saying this, like you're just you're unrelatable, frankly. That's what I think. <laughs> um, there's just no in between. I know I'm kidding. Oh, well, you're unrelatable if you're a massive fan of the Kardashians and you're telling me everything you know about Kylie. You are. I find you're unrelatable, but potentially um, awful. <laughs> but it was just like so hard because like I couldn't like I'm a very outspoken person I am a person who gives far too few, far too few fucks to be in any uh workplace with other white people so it's just been like I I stopped not being my authentic self a long time ago and trying to make people feel more comfortable. Like, I was just like, whatever. I just, this is stressful. I'm not doing it. I don't, you can, like, get with it or go home. Like, this is who I am. So to just, like, be in those spaces and live under this just facade, I just, it was just, I hated that I had to lose myself and other to bring comfort to others. Like, why Why don't I deserve comfort as well? It's real. Yeah. It's real as fuck. Um, and I think, you know, I can completely relate with that experience. Um, 
a little bit different in the work that I do now as, as, a, as a therapist, although, I mean, I will say that I work in a predominantly white neighborhood and the majority of my clients are white, so um, not so much. <laughs> but it's very different in the sense that as a therapist, I can call people out on their shit. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, if only. <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> is that I can ask you, well, why do you think that that person's race is important in the conversation that we're having right now? Yeah. And I can be real about that, and it's still helping them get to wherever they want to be. Um, but I can say that I, I do remember muting myself, you know. Um, can't see me now, but right now I, 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 I have dreads. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, part of that identity piece is trying to be black as fuck, right. trying to make people uncomfortable with my blackness in every space that I get into so that they can understand that I am not going to mute who I am when I enter a space. And I'm not going to be any less black, any less of who I am when I'm in a space. And regardless if you're paying to see me, you will see a black man in front of you. Um, and, that being one of the goals, I've, I've definitely felt like it's a progression from where I used to be. Because I, I, I worked in consulting and in these very white spaces where you are always the token. And, you know, it's like, well, we got, we got the one. Yeah. <laughs> you're, Quota filled. <laughs> you're one of the good ones, right? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but, you know... Um, in trying to fit it in those spaces, it felt like I lost so much of my identity. And I think that's part of the reason why I've tried so hard to reclaim it now. Um, and I think I encourage other people to find ways to reclaim your identity, you know, within whatever space you're in. Um, and, and it could be, you know, in, in the silliest of ways, you know, uh, you know, taking the top off your Parmesan. Uh, because... <laughs> Fuck you. And your metering of my Parmesan with your lid. I will have all the Parmesan that I want, and I will not be oppressed on my Parmesan usage. <laughs> Fuck the man. <laughs> but seriously, I think that any way that you can find to celebrate your identity, you know, I, I, I am Latino as well, you know, and I, I don't like any of my identities being muted. Um, and I also don't like my identities being conflated. Um, and, you know, even if someone comes to me and they, you know, I try to identify me as African-American, I'm very quick to say, no, I'm black. Because that is not an experience that I have had, and I do not want to claim something that I haven't had. I grew up in a space um, from Miami. I grew up in a space, you know, my dad spoke Spanish. We spoke Spanish growing up. My mom's from Barbados. I had a very Caribbean upbringing, and there is no way that I fully can relate with the I can relate <laughs> but yeah. I cannot claim the African-American experience because it wasn't what I had growing up and I think even moments like that are so important instead of staying quiet because so often I'd be like yeah whatever they're just ignorant let's just like move past it let's just not call it out and I found the strength I mean I don't know there's something about turning 30 I guess where I just don't give a fuck anymore um and I really do want to call out, you know, just any kind of BS that I see as it relates to who I am and who I want to be. Same please. And I, I, I like, as someone who is working 
they're uh, working her way to get there because, you know, the whole oppression of women and mm-hmm. being told to be quiet, you know, still unlearning that. That's actually a really huge thing to unlearn when you, when you don't. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I, like, I'm trying to get there. It's, I, I just have, like, it started just slightly further back on the, the, on the track, on the starting line. Um, so I'm, yeah, I am working my way to be unapologetically black. Uh, I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Uh, so I kind of, like, really, I really want to get in into, like, queer spaces, and if you've heard my episode, like, a couple, a few months, a month ago, um, (laughs) you would know that, like, I even talked, we talked about, like, how I rejected femininity because it didn't, it wasn't seen as queer, and I wasn't accepting queer spaces, or I was just, like, curious, I was, but curious, like, no, I am thoroughly bisexual, trust me, (laughs) I know, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent positive, and I can show you if you are interested. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding, babe. It's okay. I'm kidding, babe. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fucking anyone tonight. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, for those listening, my spouse is in the audience, so <laughs> I have to put that disclaimer on. But uh, I, th- <laughs> but like. Learning, so experiencing like femme erasure um, and rejecting that within myself and like pushing it off as much as possible, uh, I, it just like felt so counterproductive because like I felt that queer spaces were supposed to be this place where I'm accepted and I'm wanted and I can be my genuine, thorough self. So to like kind of feel that kind of like rejection or erasure and especially like body erasure on top of like femme erasure and to like label me and for me to be partnered with the male it's just like layer on layer on layer on like why you're not really clear and I was just like no I, I you you know you can trust me you can take my word for it um and I've seen it it's true <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> but yeah like what are some of your experiences in queer spaces yeah I, I've always found it And I still, to this day, actually, um, you know, it's a little bit more difficult for me to to navigate queer spaces because it's the space that you feel that you should definitely fit in as a queer individual. And so often you find that it, it doesn't make sense. And for me, as someone who is just trying to be themselves, I, I, I think outwardly present as the idea of, again, masculinity, which, fuck that bullshit. But, you know, for so many people, and I know that that is a triggering thing within queer spaces, right? And all of a sudden, you know, I remember growing up, like, no, you're not gay, you're just confused, you don't know what you're doing, you know, you act too much like you play sports, you do this, you watch sports, you, you know, fuck (laughs) shit up, you know, you get mad at people and, and do all this crazy shit, you're jumping off, you know, bungee jumping and buildings and all that stupid shit, surfing. But anyways, like the... Full bro bro activity. Yeah, it gets kind of bro, I'm not even going to lie. But, um, you know, having that presentation um, and trying to fit in, and and, and I I remember so often even, like, trying to kind of fit the idea of, like, what's in between that. 
you know, like what, like these social constructs, how can I file somewhere in the middle so that I fit in in queer spaces? But in that, I was, I feel like erasing who I was because that wasn't really me. It wasn't who I really was. I I do like sports the same way I like anime, the same way I like sci-fi, the same way I like to, you know, (laughs) go do kickboxing classes and, and, and do some parkour. Like, (laughs) I I just have all these weird things that I do. And trying to kind of fit in and trying to think about pop culture because that's what your friends are talking about, but you don't give a fuck, (laughs) like, about pop culture. Um, And, you know, it was always difficult because the other layer was understanding that there's a privilege within the masculine kind of presentation. I can move between worlds in a way that maybe somebody who may not be you know, presenting the same way I can, can. So it always was a struggle. It's like, how do I be true to myself but also respect everyone else? And knowing that my identity triggers other people for the simple fact that like, I might remind you of the guy who beat you up in high school for being queer. And like, that is not my intention. So I, I found it always a struggle. Because first... Aren't you like the straight best friend that's super comfortable? No, no, no. I'm strictly dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, let, let's get that straight. Yeah. And then, like, you know, on top of that, well, you know, you must be confused, this, that, and the other, you know, all the different layers of all of that. And then and, and being concerned because I am the type of person that tries to think about how I take up a space, how my present may, may affect someone else. And I, I, I truly care about that. So I've always struggled, like, what is my identity within queer spaces? I totally feel the, like, whole, (laughs) oh, you're the straight best friend ally. And I was like, no, (laughs) I don't come here for fun. I come here to meet girls. (laughs) 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 I'm not trying to be supportive. I'm trying to get laid. Like, just not. (laughs) Was that an all? (laughs) No, well, yeah, thank you. Thank you. My struggles in college. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it, I mean, I. <laughs> Having a good I mean, moment. Yeah, no. I, who doesn't laugh when they reflect on college? Like, or cry. I, I mean, both, probably. Laugh and cry. I just wonder how I made it through. Right, yeah. <laughs> that I was mean. a shit show. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and just like, I, so I definitely feel like this need to like wear like a rainbow or some kind of like identification, like, or like, you know, right queer on my forehead so that people could accept me. And I mean, like, I know when I go up to like other films, I'm like, Hey, are you queer too? And, um, it's like a 50-50 response, which I think it's like pretty successful success rate or pretty good success rate for meeting um, other queer women and just like other queer femme women, um, which actually I feel really good. About. I never thought about that, but I'm actually really proud of that. Uh, and also, okay, I'm not generalizing, but like straight girls are low-key rude when you ask them if they're queer. I, they're like, no, I like dick. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's like, okay, you're overcompensating. Now I have, now I do have questions. <laughs> that was too much. That was far too much. Uh, but, 
before we go into our last segment, is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, I think it's interesting even bringing up the uniform because, like, you know, I even as soon as this past summer, you know, I find myself like wearing crop tops and short mm-hmm. shorts and like. Honestly, yeah, like, I saw I'm, your cutoffs. Yeah, I'm I like, <laughs> like I'm not. I, I, he has like, that's nice not, legs. He's really nice legs. But my, my, my uniform is uh, you can't see it now, but if Bro you gear, could see it now, yeah. it's jerseys and joggers. Yeah. Like that's all I ever want to wear. And you know, even thinking about that, like being comfortable now, like now I, I've I've really trying to make. I'm not that great though. Sometimes I do wear really tight. <laughs> but <laughs> try to wear my regular comfortable uniform when I'm entering spaces just to just, again, go along the other idea of being my authentic self. Uh, <laughs> that kind of, like, made me do, like, a flashback to, like, Pride where I was dev- definitely overcompensating. Like, I had a giant Pride button. I had, like, I was covered in rainbows. And I feel like someone still asked me if I was straight. And I was just like, don't ever, don't ever look my way ever again in your life. That's like, yeah, man, Pride Month is, can be rough sometimes. Um, so for our... Last segment, which we're going to do super quickly because mm-hmm. we are real short on time. Yeah. Um, actually, let's just uh, do tomorrow is quote unquote Columbus Day, which should be Indigenous <sighs> People's Day. Yes, more booze. Fuck Columbus. Fuck him. Like, why does he still have like statues and monuments? I like, guess he didn't even discover America. Get up. <laughs> All right, someone, like, pick up a history book, for real. Okay, it's, anyway. It's straight up, though. I'm still, I'm, like, never, until, like, Columbus Day is over, I'm never going to stop ranting about Columbus Day. Like, it's. I'm here for it. I'm like, Please don't ever stop. I will never. I'm just, like, it's Indigenous People's Day in my mind because they actually discovered America because they were first ones here. Um, that's, I mean, that's all I got to say. I got to say, fuck Columbus Day. I'm no, good. seriously, fuck it. No, seriously. Like, yeah. fuck Columbus and his men and. God, where do I even? Like, can you, we just dead the day? Can we just, like, have, like, just die? Yeah, tomorrow's just Monday. Can Enjoy your mattress cells. Exactly. Right. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. This is, I, this wasn't as scary as I thought. It's been great. And thanks for having me, Kat. Yeah. Thank you, Marcelo, for coming. <laughs>